Uh, well, welcome to the afternoon. Uh, we're going to uh, spend some more time in Proverbs today. Um, we're going to be talking about friendship. Uh, who likes, who likes uh, friends? Well done. Other people are ambivalent. It's fine. Um, so when we talk about friendship, uh, the, uh, the idea, the quote that we've kind of been uh, putting in front of us over and over again, right? Uh, friendship requires uh, skill, expertise, and competence as well. So how do we uh, think about friendship? Uh, do you think everybody thinks about friendship the same way? Do you think about anybody thinks about friendship at all. You just kind of have people around you and you kind of annoy them or awesome to them or whatever. And uh, anybody want to live in the show Friends? Really? Well done. Some people are like, yeah, maybe for an afternoon. Now, what I don't mean is like not on the periphery of being annoyed with them, but just kind of take the place of one of the cast members, I guess, the main cast members, right? Just hate you all the time. Whatever you're doing, they're just there, never leaving. Okay. <laughs> you don't live across the hall from the people that you hang out with all the time. It's a little. It's a little communal. Let's pray. Father, we need um, friends in our lives. And Father, we have all benefited uh, from friendships, uh, Lord, and we have all um, uh, had a hard time uh, with how people treated us that we thought were our friends. Lord, we have our own shortcomings as it relates to us being in consistent relationship with people. And Lord, we get super annoyed at the people that we are in relationship with. Uh, Father, today I would ask that you... Um, would give us a, uh, a new vision um, for what friendship could be. Father, that you would encourage us uh, where we are um, doing things well and how we could uh, be better friends to the people that we have in our lives. Father, for as we are looking uh, to, to let people in, what are the types of people um, that we should be looking for? Lord, all things uh, from you are blessings. And so, Father, we count the people that you put into our lives that are for you and for us as blessings, Lord. Would we uh, not drive them away, but hold them close? We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. So as we are um, dealing with friendship today, I want you, uh, if you got a little notebook, um, I want you to uh, blue screen, uh, please. Here we go. Um, so friendship. Uh, so here's some kind of diagnostic questions. I like these. It helps us kind of think about where we, uh, where we are with this. Um, if you want to, just in the smallest lettering you can, I want you to give yourself a grade for how good a friend you are. Right? So like real, like real tiny, just like you, you write it down so it's written down, but not so big that anybody can actually see it. Right? And so you're like, B minus. Uh, so what, you know, is it on the weekend? Is there in the weekdays when I'm stressed? Give yourself a little grade, right? If you want to ink it on yourself. So I want you to also spend uh, um, just a minute and then we can popcorn this around. Thinking about the kind of friends uh, that you have, 
right now. So we're not talking about friends that you had, friends that you have. What are the characteristics of the friends that you have now? I would say, uh, and I included in this, I don't really think about the people that I hang out with all that much. I mean, I, I know their names, you know, I'm, I'm proactive in kind of seeing if we can hang out, what have you, but I can't say that I really have thought too much and tried too hard to like be friends with them. They're just kind of around, right? Um, I anticipate, uh, not everyone, but a lot of people are like, yeah, why, where did they come from? You know, I met this person in the dorm, you know, this person I can't get rid of, you know, this person I like, you know, there's just, we just collect them uh, like a junk drawer, right? There's just things in the junk drawer. I'm not sure how they're here, but they're in here. So what kind of friends do I have currently? What are their characteristics? Okay. So the second questions are, what kind of friends do I want? So the first one I just want you to think about, the second question I want you to, um, uh, to voice what are the type of friends that you want? What are their characteristics? Yes, ma'am. Understanding. What, is that, uh, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So they're listening or seek to understand, right? Somebody else. Hmm, interesting. I know that we usually have fun together, but I actually need something. Are you available? I'm not. <laughs> All right, somebody else. Loyal. Loyal, okay. Okay, call you out when you're being stupid. Kitty says, amen. <laughs> with her pen. You just say amen. She just had her pen. She's like. <laughs> so if you want to say amen without verbalizing it, that's how you do it. All right, somebody else. Yeah, life giving. One more. Trustful. Trustful. Trustful, okay. All right, and then that first question that I ask you, kind of give yourself, what kind of friend am I? So I anticipate that uh, you have uh, the, the three things are not the same, correct? The friends that I have, the friends that I want, and the friends that I am. Yes? Pen? Kitty? Amen. <laughs> so as we, so our aspirations, right, are high, right? The reality is different from our aspirations. And then as I think about myself, wow, okay, if I had to judge what kind of friend am I versus, you know, how, how good friends are to me, that's a tough question sometimes, right? Because there's some, typically some disparity there. Uh, C.S. Lewis says this about friendship, that friendship is not a reward of our discriminating and good taste in finding one another out. It is the instrument by which God reveals to each of us the beauty of others. That there is a way in which we can be related to one another, right, that is in the way that God intended. Now, very few times are we able to kind of capture that in, in relationships or any other frame of life, but as with all other pieces of vision, Anna James, um, can, I, can I help you? Are you looking for somebody? There we go. <laughs> Welcome. Ann James, I don't think this, I think this is the first time you've joined us for, no, okay, sorry. She's saying don't draw attention to her. <laughs> uh, so today as we have the past couple of weeks, we're going to um, look at five different, um, uh, different principles uh, as it relates to friendship in Proverbs. So the first one 
um, is this idea that friendship is defined by loving loyalty and loving faithfulness. Friendship is defined by loving loyalty and loving faithfulness. And so uh, you got your first assignment here. I want you to pick a couple of the questions um, and just maybe pick two. Uh, find a group around you and just discuss uh, and discuss those. Uh, what does it mean to be faithful? What does it mean to be loyal? Those are close uh, synonyms, but not quite the same. What's the difference between the two? And consider how love colors faithfulness or loyalty. Uh, we can be faithful or loyal without it containing love. And so uh, just take a minute and talk amongst yourselves about, just pick a couple of those questions and then I'll, um, and then I'll call you back. Okay. All right, what, uh, what are some thoughts you had about uh, faithfulness? What's uh, maybe some good uh, definitions? All right, up in this general area. Okay, I think that's great. Anybody, anything to add to that? Um, really helpful. Keeping your promises Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's great. All right, what about loyalty? How's loyalty a little bit? Uh, why don't we get, we get the differences? What is, uh, what's the flavor of loyalty? How does that, what does that look like? Yeah. Uh, either between two people or two things or whatever, the loyalty will be wherever I guess the strongest faith is in the person. So if it's between two people, whoever you're going to be loyal to the most, so you're going to go with. Okay. So there's uh, kind of comes down to like making a decision, but I'm always going to choose for that person. That's good. Uh, yeah. I guess this has some more to do with like your allegiance. Like yeah. That's really good. So what is the difference? Uh, can you think of any differences in? So I think those are excellent pieces of both of those uh, definitions. I uh, have a good point that faithful is fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you can be a loyal person and still be faithful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's characteristic, but to be faithful, you have to live out that loyalty every day. Mm-hmm. It's a fruit, it's an action of how you show people that you are loyal to the spirit. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Um, so what about this last one? How does love color um, both of those things? How can it add to right the idea of faithfulness? And so I think Meg, by way of Ash, or Ash and by way of Meg, right, pointed that out well. Um, but what else? What else can love add to both of those concepts? How can they enrich them? Yeah. Mm, very good. Yeah. Somebody else, deeper desire to do it. 
Hmm? Yeah, right, what is a uh, matter of motivation, right, for doing uh, both. Good. Uh, so in 1 John 3, 8, um, uh, John says this, Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and truth. Um, I, I would say if there's anything that's difficult when we talk about love, right, it's talking about it in the context of what it actually is versus like what we mean when we say it. Right. Uh, we love to say the word, um, but love has always been difficult to do. Right. So love here, as John is saying, is not consist uh, uh, in uh, word or tongue. Right. It is. You should say it. <laughs> Don't not say it uh, when you mean it particularly. Uh, but is but but real love does not exist in word, but in deed and truth. And so Jesus um, kind of defines, uh, you know, love and uh, includes the idea of friendship. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. Right? That the people that I call friends, right, that I should love them to the point of sacrifice. And he goes on as he relates to us, you are, not my, uh, you are my friends if you do what I command you. Right? That there is this... Uh, mutuality, right, of relationship with, uh, with him. No longer do I call you slaves, for a slave does not know what his master is doing, but I call you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you, right? And there's this intimacy that is involved. And so I think that those things are helpful. Again, our friendships, the way that we think about them, the way that we get into them, they're, they're really pretty casual, uh, but, but um, God uh, wants to teach us, right, that they don't, uh, not, doesn't matter really the way we get into them, but it is how we treat those that we are in relationship with, right, that is so important. So, um, so if, uh, as we've talked about many times, you know, love is being for someone to the point of action over and against myself, right? Love is being for someone to the point of action over and against myself. So this is... Uh, going into the idea that John had, right, that it's, it's not, it's more than simply feeling a particular way, that I choose to love uh, and I choose to make someone more important than myself. So when we're thinking about uh, the Bible, I think uh, one friendship kind of stands out among all others, and it's this idea of Jonathan and uh, David, and a lot of the interaction between them is found, found in 1 Samuel. I want us to look at a couple uh, verses and um, here uh, we have really a different kind of different level of relationship between uh, two people and so there's there's three things I want us to bring out of here uh, three particular verses one is in first Samuel 23 16 and it's this idea of a friend uh, particularly one who is uh, for us over against ourselves is gonna uh, want to connect us with God right um, how many of your relationships are of that nature? I, I, I hope that wh wherever you are with that, that, that you have a desire to have more relationships than you currently have, where people are um, bringing you, encouraging you in your relationship with him. Um, all of us have had the experience when we go to a friend about a relationship and they have tried to drive us away from that relationship. Yes? 
Um, but have you had that many friends? I'm assuming, right, that um, we shouldn't, uh, but, but have we also had friends that have encouraged us in that relationship in the way that that was helpful for us, right? He encouraged him in God, that that was, uh, that that was central to their relationship. 1 Samuel 20, uh, 42. The aspect that he highlights here in the middle part of the section, right? The Lord will, will be between me and you and between our descendants and your descendants forever. Have you ever thought about what if as I chose, as I went to choose somebody to be my friend, that I was choosing them for their lifetime and any subsequent relationship that they would have after that to be in relationship with me as well? That is that type of commitment. Any of you have know or has someone been friendly to you that was like a friend of your father's or your grandfather's or your mother's or your grandmother's anybody have like a family friend like that describe that to me like what what is special about that about having kind of our grandfathers were friends but we have felt the relationship through multiple generations somebody just describe that if you wouldn't mind Yeah. Yeah. So there's a really cool um, when David is older, and uh, so Saul is in the line of Jonathan, and typically when a new king comes, uh, the the new regime kind of kills off all the other <laughs> uh, people from the uh, from the um, other lineage, so that there will not be any um, not many any conflict with like the the new line. Um, David didn't do this, but a lot of in battle, um, Saul and Jonathan were killed and some others of the family. Well, some years later, um, David found out that there was a, a child um, within the family named Mephibosheth who was disabled. And um, he didn't know about this person, but when he found out about him, not only was he not upset with him or said, okay, good to meet you, but he brought him into his home and said, from now until the day you die, you'll be part of my family. And so we see that uh, there's many reasons for Jonathan and, um, and David to not be friends. Uh, J- Jonathan is, in the, is the next in line for the throne, and David is somebody that they said, God said should be king. And so why would they be friends, yet alone the friends that uh, God is holding up here? The Lord be between you and me, that that is our connection point, right? And between you and my descendants, your descendants forever. Man, what a vision. And then lastly, Samuel 18, 1. And so this is the first time that uh, Jonathan and David um, are uh, kind of pronounced friendship. And when they had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as himself. What's the second greatest commandment? Love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, that's cool. Old Testament, New Testament. I like that. So the last piece we want to look at as we uh, hit friendship here and then dive into a couple more principles uh, is uh, Jesus' own uh, declaration. This is kind of a, a parenthetical statement about Jesus and how he uh, and how he loved, and it says this in John 13, 1. Okay. Now before the feast of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come, that he would depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. 
And so this is the place that I want to kind of jump from before here, right? That, that Jesus, who are the people that he loved to the end? To your, um, to your point, Ethan, people that disappointed him at the end of his life, right? That were unfaithful, that couldn't stay awake to pray, right? That denied him uh, in, in the face of authorities, that scattered, right? Because, um, because their Lord was in trouble. But regardless of what they did, right, people are going to do things to us, but as it regards who we are and our commitment to them, right, this is a great thing to write anywhere that you can see it. Right, he loved them to the end. Had nothing to do with what they did. Wouldn't, wouldn't you want somebody to say that about you or that they did that to you? Regardless of what I did, they loved me to the very end. That is... Uh, that is really encouraging. Having decided to love, he loved like that. All right, so let's look at some more. So that's kind of general principle. Let's look at uh, three or four more, and we'll um, get into some discussion about these. So the second principle uh, that I want you to see today is that friendship is defined in adversity and not before. Any of you had any adversity in here? Any things, things are tough? Things didn't go as planned? Yes? We got some crutches up there? thinking there's a story, right? There's everything is, um, everybody has things that are hard. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Um, It's easy to find people to hang out with and do stuff with, right? But when do we actually need friends? When we got no car and we got no money, <laughs> something really tough has happened and you're like almost awkward. It's like, do they want to see me? Do I want to see them? Right, a brother is born for adversity. And so there's two things that are being insinuated here. Number one is, right, that friends are family that we choose. You understand that? He says friends and brothers kind of in the same thing. We talked about poetry, that it's saying something and then kind of clarifying that. A friend loves at all times, meaning when it's not convenient, when it's not easy, when you're really far away. But a brother, the point of them is for adversity. That's when we actually see who our friends are. The people that will get through the awkwardness. You've done something really terrible. Am I, are you going to call? Right? Are you going to reach out? Doesn't matter if they reach out, are you going to reach out? And so a lot of times that's really hard when we see like, man, I don't really have any good friends. I think a lot of us have been there, right? Or right now, wow, I have really not invested because I see that they're, I haven't been invested in. Proverbs 18, 24, a man of too many friends comes to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Why do we, why is adversity a spotlight on friendship? Somebody that has had somebody be a friend to them in a tough time, tell me why that's so important. What it meant to you. Huh? That's right. Uh, we call it something, hey, I got something that's really crappy and sucks. Would you walk with me? 
Right? We typically don't ask that question, do we? Hey, we're going to go do something really fun. You want to do that? <laughs> hey, this is going to be really terrible. Anybody up for it? But some of you know and have friends like that, right? That you can call with that exact description. And you're like, do you really? And they may ask, do you really need me to? And you're like, yes, I'm there. But there is a friend that sticks closer to a brother. Um, anybody like Lord of the Rings? Yeah? He's like, eh, it's fine. That movie is old. How old is that movie now? So uh, my, favorite, my favorite friendship, uh, obviously it's a fellowship, right? There's, there's lots of uh, relationships, that, and that's a big theme of all of, the, um, all of the books from The Hobbit to all three of them. The most special one that we see there over and over is the, between Frodo and, and Samwise, and he has lots of great, um, great lines. There's, a, uh, there's this one time where I think he falls out. He's in the water for some reason, and neither of them can swim, but Sam like, jumps in after him anyway. And they kind of get back in the boat somehow. And, uh, and they're just kind of staring at each other. And uh, you can look this up in kind of YouTube inspirational cue. You know, if you just want to watch like short clips of things that will make you cry. And this will probably be in there. And so they're both sopping wet. And he's just like, and Frodo is just like, you know, why do you do this? Like basically the intention is like, what have I done to deserve like your, um, and I might choke up a little bit. And in and, and crying, he's wet, he's crying, he's out of breath. Um, he said, I made a promise, Mr. Frodo. I made a promise. Don't you leave him. Don't you leave him. And what I think that that um, brings out is our, our tendency, right, to drift <laughs> into not caring. And so as he made that promise, he's having to tell himself he made that promise when he jumps in the water. Right? I made a promise. You don't leave him, regardless of how hard it is. And why that's so important to us to hold up something that we have, we may never get the chance to do, or, or that that may not be our character right now, but that is God's character. Right? He wants that to be your character. If only we would hold to the things that we promise people. I made a promise. That's why I'm in the water, risking my life. <laughs> Don't you leave him. And then he says his name. It's the cutest thing you've ever seen. I like when people refer to themselves in the third person. I don't know what it is. I just like it. Number three. Recognize that trustworthiness is an uncommon trait. Talk real quick about um, just like three minutes. What are some traits that you look for in your friends? And so some options could be they have a boat. <laughs> you know what? I just don't know what it is about him, but he's got a boat. And so I'm going to try to be his friend. <laughs> but what are some, but, but honestly, what are, what are reasons that you've chosen to kind of engage with people and be their friends? A lot of times they're not great reasons. So, uh, so, kick that, so kick that around for a minute and then uh, share with me. Why are you friends with people? What are some reasons that you've said, yes, I'll let you into my life?
All right. All right, so if untrustworthiness, if, if trustworthiness is an uncommon trait, what are common traits? What are things that we see in people, right, that we kind of um, choose for ourselves and maybe aren't the best? Go. Yes. Okay, yeah. Good for you, Mason. You look for good stuff in people. How about the rest of you? <laughs> the good style? There we go. I like, I like the honesty. I like your pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're fine. You're fine, you're fine. So if, if trustworthiness is, a co is an uncommon trait, what are the common traits, right, that we're looking, where we're not kind of thinking? Right, we're gravitated towards people. Let them in our lives. I think it's definitely like, well, people try to find people that are like them. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, you're like me. I like me, all right. <laughs> all right, what else? Funny? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Good sense of humor? Yeah. They like to make fun of the same people I do, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Proximity. There's, uh, there's, this, uh, uh, there's another big word. It's called propinquity. It's our, our uh, when, when we're close to people, we tend to be in relationship with them. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, they can cook. So when should I come over? Just, can I get a key? Jay. People who aren't Clemson fans. Okay. So you just kind of shun a whole group of people. Okay. All right. Uh, one more. Traits that we look for in others. Yes, sir. There you go. That's right. Why, do, why does everyone want a boat friend? They have a boat, right? <laughs> so if you have a boat, I'm not saying that nobody likes you for you. I'm just saying... You might have to ask some questions. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I need more boat friends, not less. Uh, all right. Sorry. We digress a little bit. Here, we'll, we'll finish up. Um, so if un, uh, so, uh, trustworthiness is an uncommon trait. So we got a couple of proverbs here. Many a man proclaims his own loyalty, but who can find a trustworthy person? Proverbs 25, 19, like a bad tooth and an unsteady foot is confidence in a faithless man in times of trouble. Faithfulness is where we should invest our time. Uh, we have friends for many reasons, but when you see someone, if they demonstrate faithfulness to you, let me encourage you, let me encourage myself that that is where you need to lean in. Because that is an uncommon trait. We need more people that can be trustworthy. And God values that. 
Matthew used a great word, allegiance. We've used that word before. Right? Who are allegiant to you, who are for you. And so there's common traits are easy to find. They're common. But trustworthiness, right? So looking for people like that or being one yourself. How can I be found more trustworthy, right, in the ways that I relate to people? How can, I, how can people look for me and that I be a gift to them? All right, two more. Number four, a friend loves me in my reality and does not leave me there. So I like that word is reality is what's actually going on regardless of what we think or want to be going on. <laughs> like, hey, I'm kind of a hot mess right now. Right, that it's nice to like that somebody knows that, will tell you that that's the case, that is okay with that, right, that we're on the same page. Right, but it also is not just there to like commiserate with you. Right? All of us at low points have had friends of ours that joined us in our lowness. Right? And but then at some point we understood that they're that they're kind of codependent there. And we need people who that's not the case, that they actually want something different for us. Like, hey, I, I know what your reality is, I come into it, I love you there, but my intention is not to leave you here because this is not where God would have you. This is what Jesus did to people. He came into the reality, offered them a different one, and held their hand while he tried to get them to the place that he needed them, that they needed to be. Proverbs 27, 5, Better is open rebuke than love that is concealed. A true friend, a friend will tell us what is up, so often, though, where, how this comes about, and we've talked about this kind of different context, but the best way that's done is in consistent relationship. It's easy to kind of pop in and tell what some, uh, somebody what's up. It's a lot different if that person is walking with you and looks over side and says, hey, here's something I've noticed because I've been with you and I've noticed lots of things, not just... <laughs> Proverbs 27, 6, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. If wounds are what is best for you, how will wound you? You know how hard it is to wound someone, even somebody you don't like? Well, maybe somebody you don't like, like really, really much. I just want to smash your face with a rock. But with someone that you care about, Right? It's really hard to discipline them. It's hard. But, but if, if wounds are what is best, then I will wound you. And so I want you to think about the resetting a broken bone or broken shoulder. Right? Something's out of sort. It's going to hurt, but I got to, like, we need to deal with it. Right? And so that's what we're talking about. I, I, it, you can, you, you've seen this kind of uh, played out. And in the same, in the same frame, kisses are not helpful um, if your friend is also not willing to wound you. We need to kiss our friends. Metaphorically speaking. <laughs> it's not something we do culturally. Okay? So it's not just like we just are mean and just say what's up, but like we need to be uh, kind and and affectionate towards our friends in appropriate ways. Uh, but it's also, if that's all they're willing to do, right, is flatter, 
right, is to, uh, you know, oh, you look so nice, and then as soon as you turn your head, right, they say something behind your back. A true friend is not about your comfort, but about your health. So Ray Ortland says, a friend makes you better by respectful confrontation. I love that word. Uh, I see that. I see that a mistake that I've made. Uh, but I feel like lots of people have come to me throughout my life respectfully confronting me about something. Hey, you're not a two-year-old that I'm yelling at. You're a man. You can do things. But here's something that I think uh, I want to bring to your attention and see how they respond. That's how Megan amens. So one more thought by uh, Ortland, and then we'll end on the last one. So talking about friendship. Um, no, next one. Oh, wait. Oh, this, I forgot about this one. This is really good. I fear to hold uh, another to the highest goal because it's so much easier to avoid doing so. Right? Then I know nothing about Calvary love. Right? That anytime we have a struggle of doing the hard thing, right? Remember Jesus' example of this, Right? He did the hardest thing. People that don't care about this, I'm dying for them. People that are my enemies, I'm dying for them. You must pursue this friendship because in one sense, you do not need a friend. Biologically, you do not need a friend. Financially, you can thrive without a friend. And as busy as we are these days, unless we're seeking Christ, friendships will end up being at the bottom of the to-do list. Anybody been in these seasons? I'm too busy <laughs> to invest. But you cannot become wise without a Christian friend speaking into your life. It can be painful, but the wounds of an honest friend are faithful to help you grow. I think that's so well put. There's lots of things you can do, but there's some things you definitely can't do. Make time for it. All right, lastly, a friendship is brotherhood, sisterhood, and it is sweet. So don't forsake it. Many of you may not have experienced friendships that are sweet uh, in the last little bit. But don't let that deter you that they are and can be sweet. Right? Present kind of experience is no excuse for letting uh, God speak into something uh, that you're having a hard time with right now. Proverbs 27.9, oil and perfume make the heart glad, so a man's counsel is sweet to his friend. But there are so many good things there in relationship. Are we letting uh, others, is that a part of our relationship? And then lastly, uh, Proverbs 27.10. Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend. And do not go to your brother's house in the day of calamity. Better is a neighbor who is near than a brother that is far away. Friendship is not all good times. Right? But it does include good times. That there's a, there is time, right, to be kind, but we should always be loyal. And so I like this other, uh, don't forsake your friend, your father's friend, right? That here's an analogy, adoption is to sonship as friendship is to brotherhood. Right, adoption is to sonship as friendship is to brotherhood, right? Both of these are choices, and we choose to step into that, and we should look at them in the same. I don't un-uncle an uncle, right? I don't drop my cousin. A sister is always a sister, right? A father is always a father. 
we would not forsake family. Why do we do that with our friends? So as we close here, what are some, um, what are any uh, kind of thoughts or um, ideas that that strikes in you as far as thinking about um, the goodness of being reminded of those things or the struggle, right, of needing to uphold those ideals or wanting them really badly but not knowing where to start? What are some questions or thoughts you have about, about that as we close? What does, what does this truth make you want to do? Yeah, it does. The thing that is sure to supply is our time. How are we spending that time with people? Right, there's a way in which we can invest in relationships when we're there. Right, that is life-giving, that is um, loyalty-inducing, <laughs> that's breeding trustworthiness. Maybe one more. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. That's a that's a good one to end on.